How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. So today's guest is Craig Ballantyne. He's a fitness and personal development guru from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and he's the author of The Perfect Day Formula, How to Own the Day and Control Your Life. I'm going to get into that quite a bit because he sent me this and I'm blown away by it. So I definitely want to you to pay attention to what we're going to talk about with this whole concept of a perfect day because Craig has also been a contributor to Men's Health Magazine since 2000 and his articles have appeared in everywhere from Women's Health to Oxygen, GQ, Maxim, National Geographic, Men's Fitness, and more. The guy is prolific. In 2001, he created a very popular home workout program that you may have either heard about or taken called Turbulence Training. And his online success has led him to create books and a coaching program to show other gurus how to take their ideas and expertise and help thousands of people. Craig has had so many obstacles to overcome along his way, and his toughest battle, he tells me, was spending six months suffering from crippling anxiety attacks until he finally discovered how to beat them with his five pillars of transformation. Craig is also the co-owner of the success newsletter, EarlyToRise.com. I've been familiar with Early to Rise for years, and you may have as well. It's where you'll find his daily essays on success, productivity, time management, fitness, weight loss, and self-improvement, things that business owners and entrepreneurs like you and me deal with constantly. Okay, Craig, are you on the line, brother? Yes, sir. Cool. Well, man, it's great to have you on the show today. This is going to be fun. I uh, I really love the concept of the perfect day formula. And it's something that I've been toying around with for years. And I want to dive into that. I want the listeners to to um, be really patient for a second, because I want to go back into the backstory before we dive into the into what the perfect day is, why it's so important, and uh, some strategies to get it, especially uh, some of the misconceptions on what a perfect day is. I want to talk a little bit more about kind of your your background, because I mean, man, you've been You've been at this world of, you know, entrepreneurship and personal development and all this for a long time, and I'm sure you got some cool stories. But how'd you, you know, how'd you get to this point? Yeah, so I was doing a master's degree in exercise physiology back in the late '90s, and I started my own email newsletter uh, because I saw some other companies doing it. And I thought, hey, I can do this too. And so I was doing it by Hotmail. I had no idea what I was doing. I had 3,000 people on my email so email list at one point but you can only put 50 addresses in the BCC uh, line. And so I was sending this out like 60 emails at a time. It was ridiculous. No way. A couple years later. No way. It's through Hotmail through BCC? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So a couple years later, I finally, you know, learned a little bit and started selling um, products through PayPal and got uh, one of these websites that pretty much automated everything for you. And over the years, I learned how to do email marketing and sales writing and that sort of thing. I learned a lot from Dan Kennedy. And in 2006, I hired my first business coach. And he showed me how to really do things right using ClickBank. So that's where I sold thousands and thousands of copies of my turbulence training program. But, you know, the biggest mistake that I made over those years, those 
you know, six or seven years from 99 to 2006 was I didn't hire a mentor soon enough. So I just can't emphasize that enough to people listening. Get a mentor, get a business coach that has been there and done that, and they will guide you to success. They will just show you how to accelerate your success and, you know, cut years off the learning curve. So after that, it's the one, I started getting yeah, I just into, want to interject. I just want to interject yeah. to hammer that point home because people ask me all the time, what would I do uh, if I started back all over again? And, you know, I, I wasn't completely broke when I, when I started off in this world of entrepreneurship, but I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, but I just figured, okay, I just got to figure it out. There's books out there. There's stuff like that. And I, man, if, if I could go back, the shortcuts that are available by using the right mentors are, you know, there's nothing to compare to it. So I just, I always try to hammer that home on the podcast as well. So if, if there's a mentor out there, whether they're hiring, you know, or, or whether they're, you can, you know, whether they have a funnel out there and you can buy from them or they don't, and you just force yourself upon them and force money in their pockets, get a mentor. So sorry, I just I love hammering that point home. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just too cheap. I'm half Scottish and half German. So I blame my parents for it. You know, I was too cheap to get a mentor. And when I finally did, it was worth everything I, I invested and a hundred times more. So that was a big thing. And then I started, you know, moving into the personal development side of things. One of the, actually the very first question my mentor asked me on our first call was, what do you want your business to look like in five years from now? And I was just running my fitness business back then. And I said, I want to have a business like EarlyToRise.com, which is a newsletter started um, by Michael Masterson, uh, who's one of my mentors, whose real name is Mark Ford. And he started back mm -hmm. in 2000. So Early to Rise has been around for over 15 years now. And I said that in 2006 on a coaching call, and I bought the company five years later in 2011 from, from Mark. So it's uh, That had to be really a surreal moment. Yeah, my own personal law of attraction story. I call it the law of action attraction because I did so much work in between 2006 to 2011, you know, joining mastermind groups, networking, um, writing, becoming a better writer, you know, creating products, helping people, and eventually it, it led to my success. I just wasn't sitting around in a chair hoping and dreaming. But, um, you know, it, you can have a real strong vision, which is one of the components of the perfect day formula, and you can achieve it almost right down to the exact thing that you want. So that was a big, another big lesson for me. And then we uh, had some more success in the fitness business. We started having some success with Facebook advertising. We do a lot of content marketing right now, which is a big driver of sales. We've done product launches. We've done affiliate stuff. Um, I still do stuff for the magazines. I was doing something for Men's Health earlier today. And then so my business is half the fitness business and then half the personal development stuff. And the personal development stuff is really about the perfect day formula, which evolved from my personal discipline over the years, uh, my journey from being like everybody else who, you know, like to sleep as late as possible, but that just leaves you, uh, you know, trying to catch up to the world. And so I, I realized I had to design my life so that it was more productive and more controlled by me. So I use the term proactive as opposed to most people that go through life are reactive and they never get everything done on their to-do list and they're always, you know, working late and they never have the time they want to be present for their families. And so that's why we put together yeah, that's one of my perfect day. 
Yeah, I was, sorry to interrupt there. I was just going to say that's one of my struggles that I have found over the years, and I'm I'm try I try to be proactive in being proactive because I find myself, and we all do, because it's way easier to respond to something out there that that needs your attention because there's always something that needs your attention. Some of it's important, some of it's not, and um, I've really noticed that it's it's one of the I think the most important skills to master is. Uh, to be proactive with your time instead of reactive, and um, how big is your how big is your team? What are you what are you working with over there right now? Is it just you, or have you got a, have, a big team? We twelve people in an office. My office is actually in Denver. I'm Canadian. I live in Canada, but my business partner lives in Denver, and so we built the office here in Denver. We have twelve people here, and then we have almost the same number uh, virtual, but a lot of that is customer service and and some overseas stuff. So. We've we've built that again. It's really two businesses in one. It's the fitness side and the personal development side. And so it's um, mm-hmm. that's how it's come together. And it's a really really great office. And and the team is amazing. And I love uh, every single one of them like family. That's so cool to to have that and to know you know that you you've built that and it's not just you in your living room or you know bedroom anymore. What's right. um what's your favorite part of the business and what's your least favorite part? Of it because I think you're probably down now where you you've really probably analyzed your day and the activities that are the highest value but also the most enjoyable and we all have this stuff we hate obviously like we hate spreadsheets and books and stuff like you know the accounting because we're entrepreneurs right but what's the stuff that you really love to do in business and what's the stuff that you just just got to grind it out and hate it. Well, you know, the thing that I love is the the team that we've built, and I'm an introvert, so it it was um, difficult for me to overcome uh, some of the personality characteristics I've had, but since I've been able to do so, uh, you know, and really working more in person with the team, it's just been so rewarding, and I was telling um, a friend of mine who emailed me recently and said, hey, you know, I'm trying to take a six-figure business to seven figures. What's the number one piece of advice you can give me? And I said... Uh, at this point, you need to start working on your business so that you are the dumbest person in the business. And once you hire smarter people and you have, you know, smarter people in marketing and smarter people buying your Facebook traffic and smarter people um, even in your customer service about how to, you know, deal with people and serve them, that's when your business takes off. And so you hear all these, like, really uh, wealthy entrepreneurs. They always say, you know, I just, I just want to hire smarter people than me and hire giants. And you need to find the giants that are out there that uh, enjoy working a job and don't have any um, entrepreneurial uh, desires and get them on your team. And, you know, it's all about letting go of your ego. And uh, every day I actually send out this coaching lesson to about 100 people who have been clients of mine and and um, who are friends of mine who are business owners. And today's lesson was uh, – an ancient philosophical quote, and I'm just going to find it here because it's really worth sharing. Cool. And it's from uh, Lao Tzu, who I think is the Tao Te Ching Art of uh, War. author. No, I thought, wait, yeah. was it, wasn't he Art of so War? Sun Tzu is Art of War. I think uh, Lao Tzu is Sun Tzu. Uh, Tao Te Ching. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But anyways, you're right. the quote is, a leader is best when people barely knows he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. And so that's really about setting aside mm. your ego, and it's not all about, you know, top-down decisions and you making all the decisions and you getting all the glory. It's really about finding and building this team 
that can go and, and do it themselves and because they're really smart people and you've empowered them and, and let them go and do it. And that way, um, you know, going back to your original question, what's the worst part of the business? The worst part of the business is that it's never done, right? You know, you find you find an article about, oh, well, these guys are u- using YouTube this way. And the next thing you know, you've read two articles and three hours about YouTube and, you know, you watch some videos and you're like, oh, we got to find a way to get YouTube into our business. We got to find a way to get oh, yeah. um, Instagram, Snapchat. And it's like, uh, it's never done. And so unless you set boundaries on your life, you are going to be just, you know, chained to your desk. So at some point you have to say no. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stories about Warren Buffett saying no. Um, you know, he says, you know, take the list of the 25 things you want to do and then cut the, uh, cut the bottom 20 and never look at them again. And a lot of people well, um, have written about saying no. And even uh, Leah Dunham, the, the, the famous actress, you know, last year she said it was the year of saying no. And so you just get so many opportunities and you have to have the boundaries. Yeah, I know. I love that. You know, um, and that, that's actually going to tie really well into the perfect day. But I just wanted to tie that up with a concept when you were talking about you know, kind of the the organization and being a leader. And I heard it said this a long time ago, like this before, where um, most companies are run with a top-down organizational structure. You know, you've got the chairman or the CEO up on top and then under him. And that's how we all draw our companies. And that's how a lot of us act as if, listen, I'm the boss and these people work for me. But I forget what book it was. He was talking about how when you flip it upside down so that you start at the bottom, and then the person you know, up into the left is maybe your CFO, and then the person on the right is your COO, and then up at the very, very, very top are maybe your lowest level employees. But really, it's it's ta- by doing that you realize that you're there supporting everybody else. Your job as the leader, as the CEO, is to support all the people who make this happen. And obviously, when all that gravity is coming down on you, yeah, it's stressful. You've got all the weight of your entire company on you. But at the end of the day, you're there to support them because if, you know, they're the ones closest to the customers, they're the ones making it happen. And it kind of puts you more in that servant role as opposed to the, I'm the king of the castle. And I like that concept. And it's something I struggle with as well when I'm you know, always trying to hire better people than me. And it's not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, especially when you're going from that solopreneur thing into trying to build a team. I mean, you can get so far and you can have a great lifestyle and have, you know, more money than you really need just, you know, being a one-man shop with, you know, maybe a web designer outsourced and some customer service outsourced. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do want to build something uh, bigger, then you have to change your mindset about where you stand on the totem pole. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's a struggle that I've dealt with. I'm in that, mo- you know, position right now with my company where I've got a couple people and now it's time to start you know, expanding, et cetera, and um, had to shift my mind. Just a rabbit trail for a second. I read a great book by Roger Hamilton. I don't know if you've heard of him or it. He's uh, He wrote a book called The Millionaire Master Plan. And although I really don't like the name of it, it sounds kind of a generic self-help book or success book. What he talks about is when you are leveling up from, you know, going from the, like the worker to the self-employed, the self-employed to the business owner, the business owner to the I guess the multiple business owner, like in kind of like those rich dad quadrants. He's like, you know, you really yeah. have to shift. You have to sacrifice the freedom that that was so important to you and the criteria that were so important to you when you left your job to be your own boss and to have that freedom 
in order to get to the next level, you have to give that up because now it's about building the team, the structures, and you have to, you know, put less freedom for yourself. You can't just do everything. You have to build that structure. And it was, uh, but then to get to the next level, you get that free. I don't know. I could talk about that for a little while, but this is really, I, I want to get into the perfect day and get into about you because I first, I first discovered the concept of the perfect day when Frank Kern, who did a uh, video on it years ago, and he was like, yeah, describe your average perfect day. You know, what's that look like? And I had never really heard that concept before, although it seemed elementary. And um, I know I've struggled with it. Other people have. And then you sent me your your package with all of the, you know, your book and the tools and the workbooks. And I was like, I immediately realized how just really badass this thing is. So let's talk about what is a perfect day? What are some of the ways that people mess this up when they're planning out their lives or their day? And what's the right way to do it? Okay, yeah, good question. So as you mentioned, we put together a kit that walks people through asking these really uh, important questions because the, to skip ahead to the second question that you had there, you know, where do people mess it up? It's that they don't know what matters. And, and I find that I get that a lot from people. And when you do know what matters, um, as you probably do in your own life, Brad, it's, it's a little bit weird to hear that question because they're like, what do you mean you don't know what matters? But a lot of people just haven't observed their life objectively from outside of themselves. I always try to explain it to people. Listen, to find your perfect day and to find what matters to you, um, look at it as if you're watching a movie of your life and what you do each day and what matters and who you want to spend more time with and where you want to get to in your life and what legacy you want to leave. And all those types of questions then allow you to think, oh, okay, I see what I really want short-term and long-term, and here are the ways that I need to act. Here are the decisions that I need to make now. Here are the things I need to do and put on a not-to-do list. And then that way I can start controlling more of my time and spending it on what matters. And so your perfect day is really what's the best way to spend my time? Now, assuming you you had plenty of money and you didn't need to work, but you still were going to be productive and add value to the world, what would you want to do with your time? And if you're working right now, you know, how do you spend your best days? One of you had a great day and gotten home from work and go, wow, I, I, you know, I got so much done and I was ahead of the that curve. That was amazing. And yeah, and and even though there was all this stuff that, you know, came up, I still was able to leave on time, and I was able to get home and concentrate on what counts. And so the the book is actually based on Stoic philosophy and a, a particular philosopher named Epictetus, and he taught us that we should control what, what we can, cope with what we can't, and concentrate on what counts. And then so I took those, the three C formula is what I call it, control, cope, and concentrate, and I modified that so that it fits all three parts of the day. So you control your mornings. When you control your mornings, you're going to have control over your time. You're going to get your number one priority worked on early in the morning. You're going to get ahead in life. You're going to get ahead of everyone else, and they're going to be playing catch-up to you instead of you playing catch-up to them. And then you use what I call the five pillars of success that so we can talk about to concentrate – or sorry, to cope with – um, the chaos of the afternoon, because everybody's going to have chaos coming into the world from people they work with, from their families, you know, from traffic, all that sort of stuff is going to come into their world. 
and you have to have systems in place to cope with it. And you also have to understand that you can only control your actions and your thoughts. You can't control other people. So you can't control if your boss is going to be angry that day. You can't control if you have lousy coworkers. You can't control the, the traffic that is around you. You just have to have strategies for coping with it. And then the most important part, really, is concentrating on what counts at night. And that means everything that you do sets you up for freedom at night. And there's a paradox in the book that I tell people that the more structure you have in your days, the more freedom you have at night. And most people are really adverse mm. to structure. They don't want more rules and discipline in their lives. But they have to have the discipline in order to have the freedom. It's kind of like the Army. You have to have the discipline of the Army in order to have the freedom of the country. And so that's what it's all about. Discipline during your day means freedom at night. So you spend time with your family and you're not working. Or so that you can actually have time for your health and your hobbies. And you can actually get to bed on uh, at a reasonable hour. And so you have good energy. And so it really is about controlling your days so that you own your life. Cool. So, and I, I could not agree more on that. I'm, I'm exactly that type of person too, who I hate structure and rules and I, I do, I hate it, but I also don't function well without it. So when I, you know, all of a sudden when I introduce structure and routine and things like that into my life, I am happier and I make more money, but even when it sucks and, and I was like, okay, I, Got to go to the gym today because it's one of the things that I told myself every day, no matter what I'm going to do. Uh, I hate it, but yeah, <laughs> I find myself getting in shape. Weird how that works. Um, so the concept, though, of the perfect day, I found that a lot of people, and when I say a lot of people, I mean me, especially in the past, have had a trouble with is the first thing that comes to mind, and you touched on this, but it's like, yeah, that perfect day is okay, I wake up, I take a bath in $100 bills, I go uh, get on my yacht, drink champagne with a bunch of pretty ladies, party all night, right? It's not the perfect day. Like if you had one last day on earth, what would you be doing? But it's that perfect day, like you mentioned, of, listen, you 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 spent yourself, you gave value, you created, you did something, you know, where you just felt like you were on and you were in that flow. And it's uh, sometimes it's like almost like that perfect average day. What would it look like if just every day you had to repeat it over and over and you knew you were uh, pushing forward to success? So that sounds like, okay, just write this down and, you know, write down what you want it to happen and go for it. I mean, obviously it's not that simple. Otherwise, we would all be living those perfect days. So explain to me your framework and how you help people and how your program even helps people to kind of clear out the path to that. And, you know, I've just started to go through it. So I'm, although I'm a little bit familiar with what's in the box, tell me a little bit more about what the whole process looks like. Sure. So it really starts with creating the rules for your life. And, oh, um, man, I can hear the people groaning right now. Rules for my life. I don't want rules for my life. But um, if you follow the Ten Commandments and you stop at red lights, you already have plenty of rules in your life. And so what this what this is all about, um, there's a, an, another philosopher, a guy named Immanuel Kant, back in the 17th century here, 18th century, I can't remember which, he said, Everyone should have um, a set of maxims for their life, which is the rules that dictate how they operate by. And so 
what I teach people to do is I, you know, ask them all these questions, like what is your life philosophy? What matters to you most in terms of family, friends, health, wealth, career? And what are your big goals and dreams? And what do you believe about yourself? And, you know, so what, what do you believe you can accomplish? And what do you believe you were put here for? What reason? Uh, you know, depending on your spiritual beliefs, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. But is, you know, what legacy are you here to create and to leave uh, when you're gone? And, you know, are you acting in accordance with all these things? And most people aren't at the end of the day. Their, their big goals and dreams are kind of known to them. Maybe even that they've written down goals, but they don't act in accordance and congruent with their goals. And so what we, we do is then we ask them, well, what do you aspire to be and who do you want to emulate in life? Who are your role models? And then we get into, okay, what behaviors and rituals do you need to change? And that really gets them on track to, okay, this is where I want to be in life. You know, like, let's say I want to be someone like, um, you know, Tony Shea who runs Zappos. I want to be like the Tony Shea of my industry. Well, if I'm, you know, being a really bossy boss, I'm not being like Tony Shea. If I'm not, you know, treating my customers like gold, I'm not being like Tony Shea from Zappos. So I'm not congruent with my actions um, and with my goals. So you need to, again, observe yourself objectively. Are you acting in accordance with what you want to achieve? And then once you've figured out how you're acting and where you want to get to, you can set up a structure, a set of rules, which then allow you to reduce the amount of willpower that you have to have. So, you know, going back to your example of working out, Brad, you said, it's my rule. I go to the gym. I'm going to get in shape. Now, if you didn't have that rule and you just woke up and you said, well, you know, I, I probably should go to the gym today, but we'll see how I feel, then you know that there's no way in heck you're going to go. You're just going to, you know, find a reason not to. But if you wake up and the rule is, you know, I go to the gym every day, you know, before I do anything else, and you've laid out your workout clothes or maybe even slept in your clean workout clothes and you just got up and you went right to the gym and, and worked out, you'd get that done, you'd get closer to your goals, and you'd be acting in congruence with your big goals and dreams. And so that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to align people with what I call personal commandments or personal philosophies for life, the rules for their life. Because you, know, you, you might have heard that you, we'll, you, you said something yeah. in the book where, which I thought was awesome. You're like, vegans, they're like, the rule is I, just, I don't eat meat. You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that. Like what if you were a vegan? You just have a rule. I don't eat meat. And it's uh, – I loved that because it's like, yeah, it can be that simple. So maybe it's just like I just don't eat sugar or I just go to the gym or I just don't do X, Y, Z. Um, but I, I wanted to bring that up because when I was reading through that, I was like, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's the best analogy for it. And we can all set these rules for ourselves. And I think that people should have a rule for you know, their general bedtime and what time they get up every day. And just like, you know, I go to bed 10 o'clock every night, um, you know, with the exception of Friday night or Saturday night. And that way, that means like, hey, I'm kind of tempted to watch that show on HBO at 10 o'clock tonight, but I'm, I know that'll make me tired tomorrow. But if my rule is I get to sleep by 10 o'clock every night, then there's less temptation to do it. And um, there's plenty of research that shows that willpower is a diminishing uh, energy level, I suppose. It's like energy, it diminishes over the course of the day. And so that's why we uh, often eat too much chocolate cake at dinner time when we're able to avoid it at lunchtime because we've um, exhausted our willpower through all these other decisions we make over the course of the day. But the more of these guidelines you have in place, 
that make the decisions for you, the, the more willpower you're actually able to, serve, uh, to save and conserve for difficult decisions. Yeah, that, that makes just a ton of sense. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, just speaking about rules. So there's things with, you know, rules for your business, rules for your personal life, I'm sure, right? There's rules for uh, all the various things. And these rules can be, like you said, liberating. So before, we, before I read your book, uh, before I, we even booked this podcast together, I keep a little journal and occasionally I write some things in it. And I realized in my business that I don't always follow what I know is best. And I wrote down, and this is maybe like, I don't know, a month ago, I wrote down, these are my rules for business. And it's for, and I'll, I'll read them off real quickly, but it was just to kind of remind myself that, yeah, do it like this. So number one was that relationships and connections are powerful and I nurture them. Period. Like that's just my rule. Another one, I'm not going to read all of them, but um, reverse engineer and work backwards. One of my mentors told me this and it makes the biggest difference. And then I find myself not doing it and I overcomplicate things as opposed to just, look, you will reverse engineer everything. Another rule is find your market before you find your product, you know, sell it before you develop it. Um, systems create equity. Another rule is, um, you know, big time. Don't fall in love with tactics because I'll get I'll go down the rabbit hole of tactics and tools. I've got about like ten other ones on there, but it, those are my rules that I have uh, pulled out. It's on my desk, so I, as I start going down another path, I try to use that as a reminder. And that's one of the things, dude. I loved about what you included in your perfect day formula is you have what is I don't know if it's a sticker or it's like a short list that you just can put it anywhere you find. It's like my rules for life. Yeah, yeah, and and just before I, I talk about that, I really like your uh, you know sell it before you create it rule, which is one that I try and teach people <laughs> all the time because too many people go and and try and force the uh, square peg and round hole uh, with their product idea on the market it never works. You got to go the other way around. But um, yeah, by so the way, I just broke that rule with my newest business, so <laughs> I just totally oh, well. broke that rule. The exact opposite. <laughs> oh, sometimes the rules have are made to be broken, and I'm sure that uh, exactly. you'll pull that one off because a pretty good idea there but the cool. um so we help people create their rules and then yeah we have you know people have always said you know you got to carry your goals around with you all the time and so we created this little rules sheet that you put in this little plastic card holder and you have your rules with you all the time so it's a reminder of you know how you act uh in certain situations or you know the decisions that you make regarding your health or um how you treat others or whatever it is it's just a reminder that you know, this is the type of person that I am, and this is the type of the person that I'm going to be, and I'm going to live up to my standards. Yeah, that's, you know, just the concept of using standards. Um, I, I heard a speech given by, I think it was a speech or a quote, something by Vander Holyfield years ago, and he was talking about, you know, why are, you know, what do you, why are you so much better than other people? Why are you a champion? It's like, I have higher standards for myself than most people have. And uh, then he kind of explained that a little bit more, but I'd never really thought about, you know, what are your standards for yourself? Because we hold other people to certain standards, your, your husband, your wife, your, your friends, your kids, whatever, like, listen, I've set certain standards. And if you're, if you're not living up to my standards, I'm not, you know, I'm not business partners with you. I'm not friends with you. You know, if you're going to do that, but we don't do that to ourselves. Most of the time, we don't have standards. That's a great way of looking. 
Yeah. But I love that. So if people, if this is starting to resonate with people and they're like, dude, I like this and I see the, um, the importance of it. So you've got, you've got a bunch of different resources for folks. So for instance, the perfect day formula box that you sent me, um, can I give people a link to where they can go see that? Can we talk to like baconwrapbusiness.com slash perfect day? Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Now what else? So, you know, what else is it you offer? You offer dude a lot from anything from fitness coaching and things like that to awesome newsletters. But what are you doing with perfect day formula? If people realize that, okay, they've had enough not living up to their potential and they want to explore this even more, what will they find when they, when they go to baconwrapbusiness.com slash perfect day? So there's a cool little video on it that actually unboxes everything that's in the kit. So you get a copy of the book, of course, you get a copy of our gratitude journal, which is something that I took up uh, as a habit years ago. And it's really made a difference because growing up, I was a pretty skeptical guy and it actually served me well when I was doing my master's degree in science. But um, once you get out of science, you really don't need to be that skeptical of uh, other people's ideas so much. And so I needed to change my mindset in the gratitude journal, you know, being appreciative of all the little things in life and of all the people around you uh, really helped me make some breakthrough there. So we have the gratitude journal in there for everybody. Um, then we have a section that helps people create their rules. And then we also have a, a hundred um, perfect day work pad sheets, which allows them to schedule their day and time block it out. It has something called magic time and magic time is, something that everybody has in their life. It doesn't matter if you're a night owl or if you're a morning person like me or if you have high energy in the afternoon, but everybody has a certain hour or two in their day when they're three times as productive as they are at any other time of the day. So for me, it's around, you know, writing at six in the morning. I can write a thousand words in 30 minutes that are, you know, actually really good words, not, uh, you know, incoherent uh, mumbo jumbo, but I could not do that at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 8 p.m. at night, but I can, I can really crank out the words as a writer early in the morning. So I call that magic time. And this little worksheet helps you figure out yours and, and um, schedule yours. And then a really important exercise that everybody should put in their life, whether in, they're an employee or whether they are a business owner or whether they're a stay-at-home parent, the brain dump. And the brain dump is like a lifesaver for people, and especially for, for business owners, so entrepreneurs that have uh, young kids and, and families that they want to get home to and spend time with. The brain dump allows you to leave work at work and go home and be present at home and not be thinking about work. And so it's really just an area on these work pads where you scribble all the crazy thoughts that are running through your head. And then you put it aside and you just leave it there and you left those thoughts that you can come back to tomorrow, but you've dumped all the contents out of your brain on that and you go home and you be present with your family. And so you don't have to worry about checking email or, you know, writing down ideas. You just stay focused on your family. And even if you don't have a lot of time with them, being present is really uh, going to make a big difference. And so that's the worksheet pad that we give people. And then the next thing that I really want to talk about, Brad, is the five pillars that, of success that people will find in the transformation change manual worksheet that they get. And this applies for anything that you want to change in life. So if you want to find the love of your life, you want to lose weight, you want to get out of debt, you want to start a business, you want to transform anything in your life, 
the five pillars are mandatory for people to have. And the five pillars go like this. And I discovered them actually through all of my uh, before and after body transformation. So, you know, you see the before and after pictures all the time in, in ads and in Body for Life, the old uh, book by Bill Phillips. Oh, and yeah. I run, mm-hmm. those, I run those types of contests in my, in my fitness business. And I noticed after, you know, we've run 25 of them now, but I noticed after two or three contests, the winners always had these five pillars in place for their life. And so they are better planning and preparation. And it's really important that it's better planning and preparation than you've ever done before. You might plan, you might set some goals, but you don't really set the process goals to get you there. You don't really sit down and plan out the next two weeks to get you on that fast track to success. So you have to have better planning and preparation. Then you have to have professional accountability. And that's your coach or your mentor. And research from Stanford found that when people were losing weight, if they were accountable to a professional like a doctor or a nurse, they got better results than when they were just accountable to a friend. So it needs to be professional accountability, someone who's going to, you know, call you out if you're not doing things right, who's going to be able to coach you through the difficult parts. And so that's what it, the second pillar is. The third pillar is social support, and those are your cheerleaders. They're not necessarily going to call you out if you're having a bad day or doing something wrong, but they're always going to be there encouraging you. And so those can be friends in person or online. There's plenty of, I mean, there's thousands, millions of online groups that are all positive and supporting one another. And there are really good people out there. So if your life, your real life is surrounded by negative people, don't think that there's only negative people out there in the world. There really is plenty of good people online um, and even in person in your community that want to see you succeed. So you share your goals with positive people and get them on your social support. That's pillar number three. Then the fourth pillar is a meaningful incentive. You must have a meaningful incentive for what you're choosing to do. And the word meaningful is really important there because you can say, well, if I lose weight, I'll, let my, uh, you know, I'll buy myself a nice pair of jeans. And that might be meaningful to some people who want to look good for the opposite sex or who really just like shopping and buying nice jeans. But for some <laughs> people, that's not meaningful enough. And so you have to dig deep. Like, what's really meaningful? Why do you really want to change and lose 20 pounds? And so I want to lose 20 pounds so that I have the energy to keep up with my kids because otherwise I might die an early death and not be able to see my kids grow up. That's a meaningful incentive. And so you need a meaningful incentive in your life. And then the fifth pillar is the big deadline. There has to be a deadline on this as opposed to just, you know, I'm going to try and lose 20 pounds. I don't know when, you know, it doesn't matter if it's three months or 12 months. No, it needs to have a deadline. Otherwise, um, you know, going back to Tim Ferriss's great book, The 4-Hour Workweek, he, re- he references something called Parkinson's Law. And in Parkinson's Law, mm-hmm. the, uh, work ends to meet the, the uh, deadline uh, that you give it. And so if you say, well, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in three years, Well, you might do it in three years, but if you say 20 pounds in three months, then there you have a better deadline. So um, those are the five pillars, and again, I've seen them work for everything. They got me out of my anxiety attacks. They helped me stop swearing in six days. I mean, they, they they can support you through everything. Well, shit, that's awesome. They help you stop swearing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in well there. Well played. Well played. Um, yeah, dude, that's, that is so cool. And, you know, it's funny because I was actually this morning and during my morning ritual, I was going through your book and doing that. And one of the other things it reminded me of that I – the only time I've had success is when I've done this. And the only time – in the main time – every time I haven't done it, I've 
been frustrated is setting deadlines. So I start, I wrote in my journal today, I set some macro and micro deadlines. So for my business, I'm like, okay, here are some bigger projects that I need done. So I want, you know, the next 30 days, next 60 days, these will happen. And by the end of the day, those are the micro deadlines. By the end of the day, these things will happen. And just by putting them on there, like I've been knocking them off. I'm like, it's, it's amazing what your brain does when you give yourself deadlines. It's um, just really, really cool. Great. Dude, I got to tell you, this, I, I think you've done something really, really cool with this. And what's neat about it is it's simple. When you when people get the book and the all the cool accompanying, I guess, manuals, workbooks or whatever, it's not highly complex. The best things are pretty simple. And you go through it. I was flipping through it going, OK, cool. Now I'm actually looking forward to sitting down and answering a handful of these questions and unpacking my brain so that. In a, you know, in a way that it just starts to clear the cobwebs. Um, and that's why I was really excited to have you on the call today because I see a lot of personal development, self-help BS out there that is just, you know, it's just created to, hey, we're going to create a new gimmick. We're going to create something else that makes people want to buy from us. And I can tell that this isn't that. This is like distilling years of trial, error, wisdom, and action into something that just looks like it will work for most people if they just, you know, take a take a little bit of time to themselves and do it. But I can't encourage my listeners enough to go check out baconwrappedbusiness.com forward slash perfect day and um, pay more attention to you. Um, that being said, dude, is there anything out there besides just getting the word out there and helping people to uh, you know, live their perfect day? Is there any nut you're trying to crack in your business right now? Is there whether it's a resource you're looking to get, a person you're, you know, looking to hire, uh, maybe it's a skill you're looking to learn, just anything out there that you're, you know, not you're trying to crack. Maybe myself or my listeners, you know, have the answer for yeah, you. Yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking. Um, we just hired somebody in a CMO role, so that was a, a, a great challenge. And so what now we're we're focusing on is the content marketing, we're doing well with it on Facebook, so we're get, driving a lot of traffic and sales from that. But, you know, there's that native advertising. There's stuff like Outbrain and Taboola and, and all those ad networks out there, and we just haven't been able to figure out how to take what's working in our Facebook advertising campaigns and make them work on uh, that larger scale. So that's something that we're working on all the time is trying to expand our media channels for Mostly our fitness offers, uh, we have yoga and cookbooks and, and exercise videos that do really well. So that's been uh, – that's our fun challenge for 2016. Nice. Really dialing that in? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we got cool. a lot well, of if there's anything offers. I can – yeah, I was going to say, is if there's anything I can do to help you or if there's any listeners out there who are – uh, we're like, man, this is this is my jam right here. This is exactly what I do all the time. Or this is um, like I've got some great resources. Where, uh, you know, is there an email? Is there a t Twitter? Is there a good way for people to follow up with you on that? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Craig Ballantyne. And uh, if they want to email me, they can email me at Craig at Godfather.com. Wait, you don't own Godfather.com. I don't personally. My business partner does. He used to buy and sell domain yeah. names. Um, like awesome. he, uh, so he has godfather.com. So, um, yeah, and that's all he does with it is he uses it for email. 
Dude, that is so cool. It's, it's funny because I was I was watching rewatching for like the 18th time The Godfather on HBO last night. So that's awesome. Cool, Craig. Man, I really appreciate your time on the show today, brother. It's been um, it's been a lot of fun, and it's an awesome reminder to myself and other people that uh, sometimes you gotta zoom out, take a look at your life, um, a little bit different than just responding to the activities and reacting to every email that comes in and everything on your to-do list and plan it out in a, in a way. I mean, we plan our, we try to plan our businesses. We oftentimes neglect our lives, but um, you know, that's it's so important. Uh, everybody else, I've mentioned this before, go to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash perfect day. And uh, you'll see a lot more on Craig and if you have any strategies that you use, like, tell me, you know, I, I want to know what, what is your morning ritual look like? What is, um, what is a personal development strategy that you've used? What's a rule? Actually, this would be great. Send me your top five rules for your life, whether you just created them or whether you've already got them. Send them to askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com. I'll check them out. I'm dying for this. We'll maybe even do another show on it. But um, if you aren't a subscriber to the show, you can do that on iTunes. You can also uh, go join my newsletter at baconwrapbusiness.com. But I really do. Send me your, uh, send me your rules for your business at, to askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com and then go check out baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash perfect day. Craig, anything else you want to add? or? Um, I just think that was really cool how you allowed me to ask for help from your uh, listeners. I do a lot of interviews and a lot of podcasts and um, I know that everybody's giving great information in the podcast, but you just really want the extra step and, and uh, you know, giving back to me and then and, and giving back to your uh, listeners. So you know the uh, the rule of um, adding value to the world and how, how much it attracts success to you. So, you know, kudos to you, Brad. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Man. You, you've let me pick your brain. I figured I'd let you pick mine and uh, the, those are my listeners. So I appreciate that. All right, buddy. Well, I look forward to keeping in contact with you and uh, – you know, next time, maybe maybe we're at an event together. Maybe we'll see each other and go uh, shake each other's hand. But uh, and it is it's a pretty small industry we're in, so good chance that'll happen. For everybody else, thanks for listening to Bacon Wrap Business. Tell your friends about it. Share it on social media, and uh, tune in. Subscribe on iTunes because we've got some other really good ones coming up. So talk to you guys real soon.